Hey, good morning, everyone. We're so glad that you're here today. Welcome to First McKinney, uh, especially welcome to you if this is your first time with us. Um, maybe you're just visiting today or you're with someone. Uh, maybe you just haven't been in a while. We're so glad that you're here and we would love to get to know you, especially if, if we've never um, been able to connect with you before in this way. Uh, so we'd love for you to text the word guest uh, to 96123 and uh, just let us know that you're here and we'll text you back. There'll be a few things for you to fill out and we use this as a way just to pray for you and serve you and to tell you more about our church and how you can get involved here. So we're so glad that you're here with us. Uh, today uh, is a kind of unique Sunday. We're going to spend the morning um, in prayer. And we always pray together every week. Uh, prayer is conversation with God. God invites us into a relationship with himself. He desires for us to speak to him, to communicate with him. And we're going to spend the morning doing that. And so throughout this morning, if you have a prayer request like if you say you know I could really use someone to pray for me you could just text to that same number just text the word pray to, to 96123 and uh, it'll prompt you of how to let us know how we can be praying for you and we meet every Monday and we pray over the needs of our church and we'd love to pray for you um, this week as well uh, so let's all stand together uh, just a moment ago, Denny was, was playing uh, that older worship song, and, and it says we're coming back to the heart of worship, and it says where it's all about you, Jesus. It's all about you. And so let's, let's read this psalm aloud. This is Psalm 96. So will you read aloud with me? Oh, sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord. Bless his name. Tell of his salvation from day to day. Declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous works among all the peoples. For great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of the peoples are worthless idols. But the Lord made the heavens Splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. Ascribe to the Lord, O families of the peoples. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. Worship the Lord in the splendor of holiness. Tremble before him all the earth. Say among the nations, the Lord reigns. Yes, the world is established. It shall never be moved. He will judge the peoples with equity. Let the heavens be glad and the earth rejoice. Let the sea roar and all that fills it. Let the field exult in everything in it. Then shall all the trees of the forest sing for joy before the Lord. For he comes, for he comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world in righteousness. All the peoples in his faithfulness. And so let's sing uh, these words aloud together. Let's focus on the holiness of our God, his greatness and glory. Lord, you alone are worthy. And so we begin our services today in prayer, just acknowledging that you alone are God. We sing to you. Holy, holy, holy. 
can be seated for a moment. Good morning, church. We've been walking through the book of Romans this year. As we spend a day in prayer, beginning with this time of confession, we'll be reflecting on Romans 12 specifically. Confession is our opportunity to rightly acknowledge before the Lord where we haven't aligned our lives with God's good plans. His ways are better than ours, and his ways are our standard. As I read Paul's words in verses one and two, consider if and how you've chosen to live according to God's ways. Therefore, I urge you brothers, on account of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what is the good, pleasing, perfect will of God. Where are you struggling to live holy and acceptable to God? Where are you being conformed to this world instead of to the ways of God? These are the things we need to confess. Confession brings two opportunities though. The first is repentance, to change our behavior. We see our sin and we can decide to do something about it, to go the other direction and to make a new choice next time. And the second opportunity confession brings is to rejoice over the extent of God's love for us in Christ. Because while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Our sin has not kept God's mercy away and we are not without hope. Rejoice over God's love for you. Through Jesus, we can be forgiven and through the Holy Spirit, we are empowered to change our ways. But first, we must confess our sin. So for the next few moments, we'll silently ask God to reveal what we've done to offend him and we'll confess, repent, and rejoice. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Let us offer this prayer aloud together. Holy and merciful God, in your presence, we confess our sinfulness, our shortcomings, and our offenses against you. You alone know how often we have sinned and wandering from your ways and wasting your gifts and forgetting your love. Have mercy on us, O Lord, for we are ashamed and sorry for all we have done to displease you. Forgive our sins and help us to live in your light, walking your ways for the sake of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen.
in the historic church, um, which was uh, existed until about 500 years ago, every time the church would confess, there would always, right after this time of confession, be the assurance of pardon. And even today, if you were to go to a Catholic church or an Anglican church or an Episcopalian church, uh, there's some others that still follow that liturgy of confessing sin, but then after that of being assured that we are forgiven, not through our works, but through the work of Christ at the cross. And so we taught you this song last week, just reminds us what Jesus has done for us. So let's sing uh, these words together. Let's remember all that Christ has done. Let's stand together as we sing. Sing on the hill of Calvary, my Savior bled for me. My Jesus set me free And look at the wounds that give me life Grace flowing from His side The greater sacrifice What He's done What He's done oh, yes. All the glory and the honor
can be seated again for a moment. Well, good morning, church. Um, some of you may not have met me yet, so let me introduce myself. My name's Jaden Hereford, and so I'm the guy's associate minister in the youth building, and so I work with Grant and Annie alongside with them, and I've just been having a blast with this summer. And I have the opportunity this morning to just come and tell you guys about a little bit of our missions, what we're doing. Real quick, just want to explain the shirt. I know it's very bright and colorful, and some of it might be hurting your eyes. So I just want to explain. We just got back off of kick start this weekend and it was a great time so we had our sixth graders that are coming into the youth group and what we did is our youth actually led our sixth graders like a mini D now and so we had Bible studies and we just got to grow close together and we loved on them and man it was an awesome weekend so if you see any of our youth or any sixth graders with this shirt that's what we did this weekend that's what you and you can ask them about it too but I want to talk to you guys about what we did with our high school group and we went to Peru a couple weeks back and so I just want to share what happened there and how the Lord worked. And so in Peru, we took about 30 people. Uh, we took about 20 kids and then about 10, 11 adults to Peru. And we were there for many days. And so what we did there, we were spread out. and We were with many churches, about 10 to 15 churches. And so what we did is we went and we spread the gospel. And we just loved on the people there. And man, what we saw, we saw over 100 people get saved in Peru. And that was just amazing. It was amazing. And so I just want to share something that the Lord showed me in Peru. So Peru was my, my biggest mission trip I went overseas at. I've never done it before, and so I was really intimidated. But God reminded me with something. He showed me that even if I don't know the language, even if I don't know what's going to happen, I can still see God in everything. I, I remember, and I, this will be in my head forever, when I, get, when I saw people worship and when I saw them praying, even though I didn't know what they were saying, I knew the Lord was there. And it just reminded me, God's bigger than words. And he's a big God that loves all of us and he connects all of us through him. And so I just wanted to share that with you guys and just what we do over there and what God does here from this church. And so what we're gonna do now is we're actually gonna watch a mission trip video um, from our church. So why don't y'all go ahead and watch that. Good God Almighty, I hope you'll find me Praising your name no matter what comes I can't count the times I've called your name some broken night And you showed up and patched me up like you do every time Stop. 
My name is Jacob Kraft. Um, we've been with First McKinney for about three years now. We build houses every day. And so um, when the opportunity came up to help the, the family down in South Texas, um, we decided to jump all over it. And our prayer is just that, you know, the Spirit will work through the house, um, change their lives, and then use them to change other people's lives. Jesus in the morning, Jesus in the noontime, Jesus when the sun goes down. Good morning. My name is Ryan Tu. I'm the missions minister here. And of course, yes, that's like one of my favorite things we do here. We have about 15 mission trips that we've planned for the year. and We did eight of them this summer. Those are the eight that you just got to see. And I just want us to continue reading through Romans uh, 12, starting with verse 3. For by grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. For in one body, we have many members, and the members do not all have the same function. So we, though many, are in one body in Christ, and individually members one of another. Having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them. That's what you just got to witness. People using their gifts. People going to Peru and Eastern Europe and South America and Mississippi all around this world to actually do the work of Christ, to be witnesses for what they've done, what he's done in their life. Just here two weeks ago, I got to see a member of our church use his gift. He got to exhort, to encourage another member of our church. And what he told this other individual, two young men, he told this other man who was struggling, he said, I was exactly where you were two years ago. I was covered in anxiety the social pressures. And so he said, when I came to faith in Jesus, I had to come to the church, the gathering, and I had to just be kind of forced into all these people. And I didn't know what to do. But he said, the more I was with the church and the more that he spent time in the word of God, that God's healed him of that. That's something he does not struggle with anymore. And so he's actually letting the Lord use him to encourage someone else. Being used to lift up another brother who's struggling and saying, brother, I've been healed of that by the power of God, because the gospel heals. And that's what Jaden and that team got to do. They got to see a hundred people saved, fully healed, into salvation to be with Jesus Christ, into, into eternity, just like we sung about. The heavens are destination, coming back here on earth. And so here's my invitation to you. We're going to spend a few minutes in silent prayer. I just want to invite you to just, in a posture, just open up your hands. Put your hands out as you bow your head. And we're going to pray silently. We're going to pray that the Lord just say, Lord, use me. Some of you are right in line. You know exactly where you are. Ask him to use you more, to give you more gifts for what's going on. Some of you have something that you've been resisting. Just say, Lord, use me. It's time. And some of you are searching, saying, I, I don't know what that is right now, but we're walking into a fall with a lot of need. There's a lot of mission to be done in our city. Lord, just use me. So again, let's bow our heads, open our hands, and silently just ask God, Lord, use me. Use me for your glory.
Father, we do want you to use us for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Wednesday night, we had the privilege and joy of getting to license into ministry 10 of our students, and also not just students, young adults in our church that are really saying what we've been praying, Lord, use me. And so here's a picture of these 10 students that we, and not just students, again, young adults, uh, some of them in our young adult ministry. One of them is Jaden, who you just met. As we were going through that licensing service, Grant spoke into these young adults and students, all of us are called to love others for God's glory. Uh, Y'all just prayed, God, use me, and as Romans chapter 12 continues, this is what we've walked through the last few weeks, Paul teaches us how to love those who are our friends and also how to love those who are our enemies. Some commentary writers actually break it down, love those who are in the church versus those that are out of the church. Now, those out of the church aren't our enemies, right? What does it look like? Here's what Paul says, Romans chapter 12, starting in verse 9. How do we love our friends or even specifically those that may agree with what we believe? Let love be genuine, abhor what is evil, hold fast to what is good. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not be slothful in zeal, be fervent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Lord, use me what we just prayed. Rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, be constant in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality. Y'all know next week we're going to get to kick off the fall in our church. Next week also many students are going to be back in schools, teachers in our community teaching. We want to break down this next prayer section into specifically two different ways that God can use us as we enter the fall. One with our friends or maybe those who believe with our teachings, the saints, to serve the body of Christ. We have a lot of new young families. Our children's ministry is 25% larger than it was last year at this time. And because of that, because of that, there are unique opportunities for us to serve children in our church. We just got to host in our church a preschool conference now, I'm looking right now at one of our leaders, the chair of the executive committee actually led the conference. There's an opportunity there. And so I want to invite right now, if you're teaching in our church, uh, next week is promotion Sunday, kids are moving up in groups, preschool, if you, babies, if you're changing diapers all the way up through like children, uh, youth, if you're serving right now in our next generation ministries, I want to ask you to stand on any level. If you're serving, volunteering your time, I want to ask you to stand. And if you're close to one of those people standing, I want to just pick someone close to you. And I want you to reach a hand out their direction. And I want to ask you to pray for them with me. Okay, I'm going to prompt you what to pray. I'm going to ask you to pray silently as I prompt you. 
We believe God has called us to meet needs, grow relationships, share Jesus, and teach obedience. So the first thing I'd ask you to pray is that God would use these leaders to meet needs in our children and youth. That God would give them the ability to see the need and to step into the life. Ask the Holy Spirit to help them to grow relationships with the students that will be new in their classes, new to other relationships in the room. Pray that he would use them to share Jesus in a real way. And then finally, that, that they would be able to teach obedience to not just make converts, but disciples. Some of you might think, well, diapers, really? Well, maybe they can't say yes to Jesus. They can learn that there's a God who loves them on some level that will lead them to follow Christ at one point in their life. So God, we thank you for those that are giving their time. Uh, supernaturally empower them, especially as these next few weeks play out and new, new relationships grow in Jesus' name. You may be seated. As we've prayed over them, I would ask you to consider if you do not yet have a place to serve, if you just said, use me, um, we need really 12 to 13 per hour, 25 total because we rotate weeks. You don't have to be here every week, not per hour, uh, per Sunday morning. And so if, if you would have interest in doing that, if you would text, same number, 96123, the word KIDS. Uh, text the word kids if you would be available say God use my time to help grow the next generation in our church and text the word kids to 96123 but Paul didn't just teach us how to love those inside the church right he teaches how to love those outside the church and this is a really big week in fact next week if church changes next week y'all know that typically next Sunday is like 30% larger than this Sunday sometimes plus some because people are getting the last minute vacation in and everything but something happens this week kids go back to school which provides a huge opportunity for Christian educators in our community to pour into lives and so first I want to ask if you are involved in education period if you're a teacher if you're in administration uh, you've been already right in the office but I want to ask you to stand we want to pray for you thank you I know many of you here in the room and then in addition to that, a lot of students are going to be heading back. And we believe, students, if you love Jesus, you're actually going into a mission field with new relationships. So I want to ask you, if you're a student, if you would stand. I know there are, yeah. Some of you are thinking, I did not want to. There's more students that are not standing, yes. <laughs> if you're not standing, I'm going to have to talk to your parents. I don't know. Here we go. Paul summarizes basically what he wants us to do even outside the walls of the church in verse 21. He says, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Uh, God, we know, has a plan for you, educators and students, to go and to love people for his glory. And so if you're close to one of them, I want you to reach out a hand to somebody close to you. And we're going to ask God to move, and I'm going to prompt you in how to pray. First, I want to ask that you would pray specific that there would be supernaturally empowered to teach 
and to learn. Would you pray that? The Bible teaches that actually bad company corrupts good morals. Uh, I want to pray that God would give relationships, that there would be true friendships where Christians would be able to pour into lives of other Christians, but also into those who don't know Christ. So pray for that, for the teachers and the students. And the needs in our schools maybe have never been larger. Uh, depression, anxiety has already been mentioned today. Uh, pray for the hope of Christ to be contagious through the lives that are standing right now. Pray for healing, for supernatural help. So God, we know the next few days that you are sending people on a mission trip into these schools. We believe that. Uh, it's not just something that you do in Hungary or in South Texas. You do it in McKinney, and we ask that you would send right now. You're worthy of every song we could ever sing. You're worthy of all the praise we could ever bring. You're worthy of every breath we could ever breathe. And we, as we go into the schools, we live for you. Y'all stand, the rest of you together, and let's sing. Worthy of every song we could ever sing Worthy of all the praise we could ever bring Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe We live for you Jesus, the name above every other name. Jesus, the only one who could ever say. Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe. We live for you. We live for you.
You can be seated. So um, Bob Canton started playing the accordion when he was nine years old. By age 10, he was performing uh, weekly on the radio in uh, Portland, Oregon. And Bob has performed all over the world in uh, Scotland, England, Sweden, Switzerland, Germany. And uh, he now lives in Fairview and uh, he still has a band and he often plays over at uh, Heritage Ranch Country Club. And he's a member of our church, part of the Solid Rock class um, that meets the first hour over here in the chapel. And um, Bob is still playing the same accordion that he played when he was, that's the same one in that picture there, that he played when he was eight years old. Oh yeah. Um, and so this morning, Bob is going to play um, one of the greatest tunes that's ever been written because it's uh, to the greatest prayer that's ever been uh, prayed. It's how Jesus taught us to pray. And so he's going to uh, play the Lord's Prayer for us. And as he plays, I just want us to prayerfully think about these words. You'll see them on the, on the screen. Maybe there's just a certain line that God wants to speak to you today. But, so let's just listen prayerfully together.
Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, uh, Bob. And so we all, um, we need to, to learn how to pray. And uh, we, we need Jesus every moment of our lives. And so some of us this morning, um, maybe we would just say, if we're honest, we're just struggling that we're just walking through a, a challenging season. Maybe there's some victories happening in your life, but, but you're uncertain what those mean or, or where they're leading to and you just need wisdom from the Lord. Maybe there's some, um, maybe you're in the valley right now and you just need to pray to seek the Lord. And um, God desires for us to pray. Jesus said, quoting from Isaiah, that his house is to be a house of prayer. And so as we um, sing this next song, uh, I just want to encourage you to pray and just to ask the Lord um, for wisdom and for guidance. Maybe you need to pray with your spouse. Maybe you need to pray with your kids. Maybe you just want to pray on your own. And um, something that, that is so important, we, we can't see how, all God, how God's working in our lives. We can't always see that. I love how John Piper said once, a pastor, he said, God is always doing 10,000 things in your life, and you may be aware of three of them. And, um, but, but the problem is sometimes we can't see what God's doing. We only see a little bit of it, and we're just wondering, God, what are you, what are you doing? How are you working? My kids are struggling. My marriage is struggling. My finances are struggling. You're doing something because you love me. You're up to something. You're working um, but I can't see it. And so we need wisdom. We need to seek the Lord always. So as we sing this next song, as we remember that God is our provider, that he is Jehovah Jireh, I just want to encourage us all, let's stand together. And as we, as we sing this song, um, we have our communion table here at the front, so, uh, but, but we'll just make space. And just want to encourage you just to come down and pray. If the Lord prompts you, and uh, maybe you want to pray for somebody else, maybe you want to pray for yourself, you want to pray with your spouse, just come forward and just kneel and pray. And some of our ministers and other leaders of the church, um, if they see you praying down here, they may come behind you and just pray for you. But let's just pray together as we sing these words. Than I am right now Wasn't holding you up So there's nothing I can do To let you down It doesn't take a trophy To make you proud I'll never be more loved Than I am right now Going through a storm But I won't go So I wouldn't try You've never been closer than you are right now You are dry run You are enough Dry run You are enough And I will be content In every
today that you would help us to believe that, believe those words, uh, that you're more than enough and that you're working more than we ask, think, or imagine that you, you have by your power that you're working in our lives. And God, if you, if you take care of the birds, if you take care of those flowers that are out there growing all around us, then you take care of us. You're good. You're faithful. You'll never let us down. Help us to trust you. Help us to believe in you. And it's all because of Jesus. We can know you because of what you've done for us, Jesus, at the cross. So speak to us now as we celebrate and remember what you've done for us, Jesus. Speak to us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. You can be seated. Do you know that God loves you so much? Jesus loves you so much. We're going to take communion together and leading into it today, I want to remind you that the night Jesus was betrayed when he took communion, he was celebrating Passover with his disciples. But as he did, he pointed them through his language and his actions around the table to the most important love relationship for men and women, marriage. Maybe for you, you haven't heard this before. Uh, maybe for you, this is a reminder. But for a Jew, to be married, uh, the covenant was entered into with sharing a cup of wine. But before that cup would be shared between the man and the woman, there was a bride price that was negotiated between the father and this young man. And y'all know that Jesus in the garden, Father, if there's any other way, knowing the price would be his blood, let this cup pass. But because of his love, there was no other way, his blood to cover our sin. He would, after landing on the bride price agreement, he would propose by bringing the cup to the young woman and say, this cup I offer you. In effect, he was saying, I love you and I offer you my life. Will you marry me? If she drank it, 
She accepted his life and gave him hers. If not, she simply declined. The cup that was poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood, Jesus said. The new love covenant between God and man. The groom would then leave his father-in-law's house to go back to his father's house and build a room onto his father's home most of the time. Why? So there'd be a place for him to take his bride. And sometimes that would take months, sometimes even up to a few years before he would return. You know, he said in the upper room after the Lord's Supper in my father's house, there are many rooms, right? If that were not so, I wouldn't have told you. I'm going to prepare a place for you. While he was gone, he would send often his best friend, often the groomsman, the, the best man, would go to the bride's house to help her prepare for the wedding as she would cleanse herself, go through a process of preparing herself for the groom to show up, which often happened at night. Uh, sometimes it would be a surprise. There's a parable in Scripture you can read about it in Matthew 25 about the, the, the virgins keeping the oils lit. But they would show up typically with an announcement that would be a surprise, sometimes by the blowing of a trumpet and a loud shout, he's here. As she had been preparing herself, hopefully ready for the groom to return. And then what would happen? He would take her to his father's house he would consummate the marriage. Sometimes that would take seven days. Wow. <laughs> and then there would be a marriage feast, a marriage feast. And he said, I tell you, I will not drink again of the fruit of this vine until the day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. Y'all see the overlap to what we get to do, symbolizing the love that he has for you and me. Our deacons are going to come forward now and serve us as we sing. But here's what I want to invite you to do with me. I want you to remember how much he loves you, that he would, he would die. He would shed his own blood, give his own life. And as you do that like the bride, I want you to prepare your heart to examine yourself. One, we've already confessed our sin. But say, Lord, as I prepare myself for your return, is there anything in me that needs to be cleansed for your glory? Let's do this together as we sing. Gentlemen. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can Oh, that made 
Christ, broken for you. Do this in remembrance. The cup of the new covenant in his blood. Do this in remembrance. Oh, Father, we praise you that you've invited us into a relationship with you, even more intimate than marriage, a covenant that was established through your son's death on the cross for our sin. And we praise you that we can approach you with confidence and prayer, not just when we're in church. Thank you for a Sunday morning that we can spend time praying together but that we, through the blood of Christ, for those who know and believe in Jesus, have accepted that gift and entered into that relationship. We can pray every day, every hour, every minute. We can be in an active conversation with the God who loves us. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. You may be seated. You received on the way, whoa, we already have people up here. You received on the way in a little handout letting you know next Sunday is kicking off our 150th anniversary celebration. And we as a church are going to get to celebrate 150 years of God making disciples in our church. We're going to look at even specifically in the next generation ministries how God has done that and look forward to what we believe God is calling us to as a church family. And so don't miss it. Next week is Promotion Sunday. Big, great week to invite your neighbors, your friends, new groups starting, classmates, friends finding friends we're also it's free t-shirt Sunday next week and so it's going to be a fun time as we gather together a great opportunity if you've been looking for a time to bring a neighbor a friend it is next week yes no you don't get to leave in fact Rebecca come on come on join us yeah Ellie can come too yeah awesome. oh and Ellie yeah. all right I don't even is Anna fantastic in the room? Has it yeah. been a good morning? Yes? Amen? Yes. All right. Well, we have so much to be thankful for, yes? One of the things we have to be thankful for is, well, technically it was yesterday. Yesterday, five years ago, First McKinney called Sam and Rebecca, and he has been our pastor for five years, and we're celebrating that today. So... Get jazzy. <laughs> This is Monica Healer, and she is the chairperson of our executive committee. I'm going to pass the mic to her. In fact, do you want to go ahead and make the, yes, she's going to make the presentation there to Rebecca. All right. 
Yeah, five years ago, I love that you said that, this church called Sam to be our pastor, and I really believe that God called Sam mm -hmm. to be our pastor, and we agreed mm -hmm. with God in that. And so we are so grateful um, that you obeyed and said yes and came, and Rebecca and Ellie and your other sweet daughter, I know that this is a sacrifice for you many days to share him with us. But on behalf of the executive committee and the rest of this church, I wanna say publicly that your exuberance for the Lord, the way, I mean, I have to tell this story. He's, he's known for when he gets really excited in a meeting, he'll stand up and the chairs fall over because he gets so excited. That's who he is in the conference room. That's who he is up here on the stage. When he preaches, y'all see him like he gets on his tippy toes and almost falls over because he gets so excited about God's word. That's who he is as a man. And how blessed are we as a church to benefit from that joy that you have in the Lord. And so um, I want y'all, you, you have an opportunity today to personally thank him to share um, memories that you have of him, to share stories of how he's touched your life. You can do that in two ways today. You can go to the connection or out in the foyer, there are cards to write, excuse me, to write your words of thankfulness and gratefulness to God for him, or pull out your phones right now, because if you're like me and you walk out of here, you'll have great intentions of doing it and you won't. Pull out your phones right now and type an email to sam at firstmckinney.com super simple, right? Sam at firstmckinney.com and tell him how grateful you are for him. Now I'm going to pray, close this out. And then that's right. Right. One last thing. One last thing. One last thing. If you're a guest with us and uh, <laughs> your first time to be here, or there was something that God did in you this morning and you need to still process that Sam is actually going to be at our welcome center right out here. If you go out those doors out there, and so if you need to talk, you, if you're, again, especially if you're a first-time guest, you want to meet Sam right out here. Uh, so just want to make sure everybody knew that. All right. All right. Now I'm going to pray, close us out, and then y'all can go love your neighbor. All right? Mm, yeah. God, thank you for Sam, for Rebecca, for Ellie and Anna. God, I thank you that you called them here and that they were brave enough to obey. God, I pray that as um, we go throughout this week and this month and this year, Lord, I pray that we would show our joy in the Lord. God, that even when we walk through hard times, that we would be brave, that we would look to you for our strength, that we would not trust our own ways. God, Sam is a great example of begging you for discernment in hard things. And so, Lord, I pray that we would follow that example. Lord, I pray that our shields would be up around this family, that we would put our shields up in defense of them as Satan's fiery darts come. God, that we would not let them through, that as a church body, we would be diligent in prayer, that we would be diligent in encouragement and support. God, I pray that you would guide us as individuals and as a church body to follow you wholeheartedly. God, that as we look to what you have for us in the future, that we would not waver, that we would look for you to part the seas and to bring a miracle rescue in those places where we need it. We love you so much, Lord. I pray that you would help us this week as we go into schools, as we um, um, head into a new season, God, that you would just give us a renewed joy in our salvation in you. In Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Amen. Go love your neighbor. It's more than you ask, think, or imagine, according to his power, working It's more than you ask, think, or imagine According to 
Thank you for joining us today for Worship Online. If you're in our area, we want to invite you to come to physically connect to your local church. We would love to help you to live and love like Jesus alongside of others who are doing the same. If you're from outside of our area, can I challenge you to find a local church in your area that's going to preach the Bible and exalt Jesus? Smash the like button, subscribe, share with friends, and turn on notifications if you'd like to stay up to date with us. And thanks again for joining us.